It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Come on, get up! Oh, welcome to Get Up. Statement made. Josh Allen in the Bills dominate the Patriots. Sunday, we got a showdown. Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. Does Patrick Mahomes need to slay the dragon of Joe Burrow? And, of course, USC Championship Weekend title game. Can the Trojans and the TCU crash the party? All of that coming up. I'm Brian Custer. Welcome to Get Up. Yeah, it's yeah. Please. We got Ninko here. Oh, yeah. Nachos here. Our Pittsburgh Steelers Wake insider, up. Brooke Pryor's here. RC is here as well. Oh, guys, we got a lot to get to, but we got to get to our game of the night because it was Thursday night football. Bills in the Pats. This was something else for Josh Allen in the Bills because we're going to pick it up in the first quarter. Pats are down three to nothing. Uh, look at Mac Jones, though. Watch this. Quick throw here to Marcus Jones. He's going to turn it upfield, and Marcus Jones is going straight to house, folks. This was Jones' first offensive snap of the season, and just like this, they go 7-3. 22 miles an hour. The guy's fast, man. That's how fast he was going right there. Started the second quarter. Allen drops back, and you know what? Says, look, let me pick up this first thing with my legs. That's what he does best. He's going to get that first down. Next play, Allen looking, going right to his binky. Stephon Diggs. That was an unbelievable route by Stephon Diggs. He stacks the he stacks the DB, looks inside, comes back outside. One of the best receivers in the NFL. Seven catches, 92 yards. Later in the quarter, Allen rolling right. Look at this. Looks like he's going to get tackled out of bounds, but no, he stays in bounds. I thought he was out dark. of bounds. I thought he was out of bounds, but then he wasn't, and that's a touchdown. To Gabe Davis, Bills are up 17 to seven. Late in the half, Allen trying to escape the pocket. Uh-oh. Okay, oops. Yeah, fumble. Pats come up with it. They're going to recover. Problem was, the Patriots would miss a field goal in the ensuing drive. Bills lead 17-7 at the half. So let's go to the third quarter. Under six minutes left to go here. And Josh Allen looking for someone downfield. And generally, it's Stephon Diggs. And Diggs makes the catch. Bills on the move again. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, not only is his route running, but just his confidence. He sets up DBs to have them do exactly what he wants them to do, gets open, makes plays all over the field. How about Josh Allen here running, takes a big hit in the process, but it's good because it sets this up. He hits it off to Devin Singletary, who gets in the end zone. Hey, the Bills had a 15-play, 94-yard, nine minutes. They go, and they get themselves the victory. 24 to 10. All right, so let, let's take a look here by the numbers. Uh, when you look at what Josh Allen, he started his career 0-3 against the Patriots, throwing more interceptions than touchdowns in those games. He has completely flipped the script. Since 2020, winning 5 of 6 against New England while throwing 15 touchdowns since his lone pick uh, over that span. All right, so with all of this, let's start with R.C., uh, Give me your take of what you saw uh, after what Bills did to the Patriots. Are the Bills, in your opinion, the toast of the AFC? 
No, they aren't. And I mean, we, we tried to make them that or we said that that's who the Buffalo Bills were the entire offseason. But we've seen some cracks in the armor if you look over the last few weeks. But what I did love from last night was they beat a bad football team. And yes, even though they're 500 right now, the Patriots are a bad football team. They beat a bad football team like you should have. The encouraging part was watching Singletary and watching Cook in the backfield. Them have some sort of ball control. So everything wasn't on Josh Allen's right arm the entire game the defense was able to keep things in front of them and be physical in the run game against the New England Patriots who can run the football extremely well but I'm not going to come on here and be like hurrah 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 the, the the Bills Mafia will be jumping on tables and breaking tables in Glendale Arizona because they beat the New England Patriots this isn't the New England Patriots of all we said before the season we expected the bill to be the Bills to be able to win the AFC East this doesn't say anything about them other than that they went out did what they needed to do Sean McDermott Leslie Frazier had this team ready to play and they executed. Josh Allen protected the ball other than the forced fumble in the backfield, but everything else is how you're supposed to be the team that has a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator as their offensive coordinators and their game planner. Sam, one of the things, the important thing for the Bills is it was their first division win, so they needed that, but uh, at the beginning of the season, everybody was saying this is the toast of the AFC, so after watching this game, are you more encouraged or discouraged when you talk about their Super Bowl aspirations? I'm encouraged for one specific reason. Mainly, Josh Allen looked healthier. And we saw him struggling early in the first half in the last game he played on that Thanksgiving game. Then he finally turned it on in the fourth quarter, and he finally did what Josh Allen usually does, which is throw darts and dimes down the field. And he was doing more of that. What was even more encouraging was the fact that they didn't have to lean on him so much. They leaned on their running game. They leaned on their defense. They understand that they need to win now, sure, but they're trying to get ready for a Super Bowl run. That's why they put Von Miller on IR, not to rush him back. They don't need Von to be great now. They need Von to be great later. They need Josh Allen not to be uh, healthy. <coughs> don't get more hurt. Put it that way. Yeah. Just keep it simple. So that's what I liked about this, about the matchup and about the game. The really encouraging thing was for the first time, he threw passes during pregame. Yeah. You know, you, for the past few weeks, he wasn't throwing at all during pregame, but he did that uh, before this game. By the way, the Patriots only scored 10 points in this game. And after the game, Bill Belichick was asked about the ineptitude of his offense. Take a listen. Why do you think the offense is still struggling so much at this point in the season? Yeah, well, I'll just say tonight, you know, we just didn't, like I said, we just didn't do enough. Um, you know, had some opportunities and weren't able to take advantage of them. You guys had a lot of the same players in place last year as you do this year, and the offense was a lot more efficient. Anything specific that changed from last year to this year? Yeah, I don't know. Just, just got through with the game here. You can see he wanted none of that. Nico, I know you were you were at that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I was at the game, yeah. and I drove in last night. But anyway. But look, like, my question, though, is when you look at that offense, and, and this, offense? You, you, saw Mac, you saw Mac Jones screaming and hollering about, we got to throw should, the football down as the As he should. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to ask you about Bill Belichick. It doesn't seem like this is getting better. What do they do? <laughs> I, look, I'm just sitting here as, a, as an analyst watching the game last night, and I can tell you that the fans, 
fans and even myself, you, you get frustrated at what you're watching because it's like night and day. The Bills walk out there on the football field. They make it look easy. They're throwing the ball down the field. They're running the football. They're not just checking it down to the back every single play. Um, so you definitely saw the frustration there. Mac Jones, you see that. On, you know, There's him expressing that on the sidelines. I won't say what he said, but we all know what he said. Uh, there it is. Oh, yeah, throw the ball. Okay. So, again, the, the offensive system that they're running just – isn't cutting it because they're they're not scoring points. They're not moving the football. They don't have anything except for last week. You, you thought maybe they have something going here and then they just take another step backwards. So there's no consistency, which is a huge problem. So now where do they go moving forward? Listen, I think Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I really do. I think his rookie season, he did a great job under a really tough situation with Josh McDaniels as an OC, which is a very advanced offense. So he has an advanced offense his rookie season. He does really well, probably the best rookie in the draft class. Then the second year, he regresses. Now, I'm not putting that on Mac Jones. I'm putting that on Matt Patricia, the offensive coordinator. Bill has, Bill has a lot to do with it as well because he made those decisions to put Matty in that place. And I love Matty. He's a great coach. But you also have to have a different mindset as an offensive coordinator. Listen, you look at some of these OCs that are like the gurus. They're like writing plays down at lunch. They're on napkins. They have this, you know, McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, um, Josh McDaniel. You look at all these guys that are offensive-minded. They have been offensive guys their whole life. So I think that the switch is so hard, we've never seen it before. And obviously you see it. You can see it last so night. Nice. It just doesn't look good. So nice. Bro, what did the Patriots remind you of? Uh, it reminds me kind of right now of the Steelers and the situation that they're going through. It's a little bit different, but to me, I see two franchises that are having to move on and find an identity after they've lost their franchise quarterback. You know, Ben Roethlisberger retires, Tom Brady goes to Tampa. Uh, I'd like to borrow a line from my favorite songstress, Taylor Swift. The old Patriots can't come to the phone right now. They're dead. Uh, but unlike Taylor Swift, they're not evolving to a good thing. Like what Ninko said, they're taking a step back here. And I, I think that it's hurting Mac Jones and his evolution and his growth as a quarterback. To me, this offense is so hard to watch. I have seen a similar one before in Pittsburgh when he thinks when he's when Mac Jones is, you know, just imploring to throw the ball down the field more. They're playing it too safe. It is hurting this offense, but it shows how hard it is to move on from a guy that's defined your organization for so long. It's why I think that you'll see the Packers have a hard time trying to figure out what to do with Aaron with Aaron Rodgers. RC, what is your take? Well, we're clouding the, the, the question. What Brooke said is correct, right? That we're watching the New England Patriots have to live after losing the greatest quarterback of all time. But we're asking what happened from last year to this year, not what happened from three years ago in 2019 when Tom Brady left. And the reporter was trying to lay it up for Bill Belichick. Bill, what's different from last year's team where the players were the same to now. You know what's different? The coaches, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. But in the offseason when I was like, hey, I know we got to try to kind of give Bill a little leeway because he's Bill and he's the greatest coach of all time. But Matt Patricia was in charge of Detroit. They got worse. Think about that. A Detroit Lions team fired a coach, hired a coach, and got worse from the coach before. And then you said, okay, well, who? what, what did Joe Judge do? Well, like, where can we look at his offensive background? Well, he was the head coach in charge of making Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback. We see how that worked out as well. That's the difference. Mac Jones was able to excel last year compared to other rookies because of what he has from the neck up.
Not because of his arm, not because of his talent. So when you compare how Buffalo was moving Nico compared to how New England was moving, one, they have a way more talented quarterback. Two, quarterback, play to that quarterback strengths. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, they don't know how to play to the quarterback strength because they ain't never had to coach that. They never <laughs> had to scheme throughout the week to put a quarterback in the best of which situation to succeed. They never had to take a quarterback from his first year to his second year. That's what's been, different, it, y'all. Those I, I folks can't coach offense. I, I Nico, you, you, I'm you're, taking you off the You're hook. right. I know you got to right. be nice, Nico. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> but, you're, hey, but, but, but what the can, simple what, got time here, RC. You know, you got a lot invested in here. But the simple answer, what can Robert Kraft say to Bill Belichick? What can you say to Bill Belichick who's gotten you all those Super Bowls? The simple answer that Bill Belichick didn't answer, that Nico didn't answer either, is the difference is the coaches. Period, point blank, simple. You have a defense, and then RC just said it. You have a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator trying to be offensive coordinators. Nowhere else could you get away with that and be like, well, we'll try it. Maybe it's not working. It hasn't worked. That's the reason. That's the before the season started, I did say this, and I said, Bill, at, at this point in his career, I was questioning why he would go and do something like this, because at the end of the day, everything is going to go back to Bill. And Bill, there's, there's a reason why some guys aren't titled. You know, there's not a titled DC. There's not a titled OC. Because then the direction, he'll say, oh, ask me all the questions about the offense. Ask me the questions about the defense. So it goes back to Bill, and then at the end of the day, Bill has the final trump card. Bang! Yeah. Like, Look at my look at my resume, and what are you gonna say about that? So oh. fire Bill then. So fire no, Bill. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying. Bill, is Bill, Bill fire, fire Bill. Bill's, Bill's gonna be there for as long as Bill wants to be there. Bingo. Bill. You're right about that. Uh, we'll talk more about this as well later in the show. But coming up, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are saying it's just another game. But is it important though that they beat the Bengals on Sunday? All the answers just ahead. And Jalen faces Derrick Henry this weekend. Should the Eagles be on upset alert? Be on one of my friends here says yes. That's watching. Get up. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, listen to what Jim Valvano said 21 years ago. I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listened to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us. And that's to build the V Foundation. Of course, the V Foundation Stewart Scott Cancer Stewart Fund it honors Stewart's legacy by awarding grants to scientists who are addressing racial disparities in cancer outcomes and providing opportunities to researchers from diverse backgrounds. ESPN and the V Foundation are proud to support this fund and Stewart's honor. And you can visit and support as well by visiting v.org slash Stewart. Well, it is flashback Fridays. Let's flash back to the AFC Championship game last season. 27-24, Bengals victory. Stunned the Chiefs and Arrowhead, by the way. Cincinnati, Kansas City, 17-3 at the half. And then Jamar Chase touchdown trio of field goals from Evan McPherson sealed that win. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, if you remember, was basically flawless in the first half of that game. Threw a touchdown on each of Kansas City's first three drives, but oh, then the Bengals defense just really stymied the Chiefs uh, after the half, picking them off twice. They also sacked them four times. So both of these guys are going to play this Sunday uh, in Cincy. RC, uh, given the history, is this a must win, you think, for Kansas City or for Cincinnati? I don't believe it's a, a must win for any team. I think if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you're the team that needs this game to the most just based on where you are in the playoff picture and your outcome or your, your outlook on trying to win the AFC North. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs right now are the cream of the AFC. I think the Kansas City Chiefs want to win this game as badly as they've wanted to win any single football game this entire season. Even in talking a little bit to Travis Kelsey, he said how important this game is and how bad he needs to go out and lead this team and play well throughout this week. When you think about what the major matchup is in this game, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy as an offense coordinator, Andy Reid as the head coach, Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback versus Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals and that defense. In two games last season, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to manage two field goals in the second half. 
and outscored 34 to 6 in those two losses. It was the adjustments made at the time defensively that stymied Patrick Mahomes, that had Patrick Mahomes trying to figure out, trying to figure playing after the snap, that was able to play robber, able to play too high, move in different fronts and different defenses to help this defense stop the Kansas City Chiefs. On the other side, Jamar Chase was able to get loose on the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. And so I believe what happens in the second half, what adjustments can be made, is going to be a major part of the major factor in who wins this game. And I believe the game, the Chiefs want to win it as badly as any game, but the Cincinnati Bengals have to win it in order to keep pace with this team and keep the pressure and keep to know that when you come to Cincinnati or when you play Cincinnati and you're the place, it's going to be a tough time to get a W. Acho, given what happened, especially in that championship game, what questions do you need to see that you answer in this game? I need to see how they finish against the Bengals specifically. I mean, RC brought it up. They were up 11 at halftime both games. And remember the, like, the week 17, how the Bengals went and Jamar Chase had 11 catches, 266 yards, like went crazy. That was a confidence builder. So when they played each other again in the playoffs and the Chiefs were up again in the playoffs, the Bengals knew they were – I say they knew they were going to win that game. When you're in locker rooms, you know, man, we did it before. We're down before. We know what we're going to do in the second half. And they dominated the second half. Sack Mahomes four times. They were dominant. And so you want to see them finish. But the difference this year is that this year they knew and improved Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look, the numbers he's putting up are crazy. Uh, highest, highest yards per game, any point of a season. Game. Some said highest yards per attempt in the last three years. This version of Patrick Mahomes is elevated and motivated after the loss that he saw in the playoffs last season. Oh, by the way, Travis Kelsey, 12 touchdowns, more than seven NFL teams, tied with three others. So I'm going to see Travis Kelsey continue to dominate, but also honestly, this team finished, not against anybody, against the Bengals, the team you didn't finish against the last two times you played them. And given all of that, if you're the Bengals, Nico, you're still saying, we slayed these cats twice. <laughs> yeah. We did it twice. Yeah. We can do it again. You're confident. Do the Chiefs need to win this game? I think, well, the Chiefs, I think they need to keep the seeding in the playoff picture. If you look at Buffalo and where they're at in Kansas City, home field advantage is up for grabs. So it all comes down to these games. Who can win these football matchups and who wants to have home field advantage? I know Kansas City. I played in Kansas City. That is a massive home field advantage. I don't care. Where you're from, when you go to Arrowhead, it is one of the loudest environments to play in. It's really tough. And on top of that, it's cold. So you look at Buffalo, they would love to host a playoff game. They would, too, because it's just as bad, not as loud, easier to function in, but still a great environment for football. So, again, I think it's important for seeding. The Kansas City Chiefs want to keep that number one seed. Yeah. What do you think, bro? Uh, I have covered the Chiefs. I know Patrick Mahomes. I've been in that locker room. This is a guy that is so motivated by slights outside. He's also motivated by losses. When you look at him and he counts, you know, teams that, that drafted guys ahead of him, how many spots he went uh, after the guy that they drafted or how many guys are ranked ahead of him in the NFL top 100. He, he remembers and he, he remembers how it felt. When they just fell, fell apart, when he fell apart in the second half, and he said, went, went into halftime thinking, the AFC Championship game, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to coast to a here. here. They did coast, they, they fell off the train, wheels came off, the train derailed, everything was, was bad. He remembers that. Chris Jones remembers that he could get a sack, that he had opportunities to make plays. Play. So I look at the individual motivations of these players. I don't think that as an organization view this as a must-win game against the Bengals, but I think some, some players in that locker room want to kind of exercise some demons here. But my perception of the Chiefs as a whole doesn't change based on the outcome of this game. RC, who do you think wins this game? You know... 
I'm going to pick the Bengals until I see something different. And this is a this was a tough pick for me, especially with Jamar Chase coming back. Something struck me throughout the week when Jamar Chase started going back and forth with Justin Reed on Twitter. Shout out to Louisiana for Boo Boys. It showed me that there is no fear of the Kansas City Chiefs in the Cincinnati Bengals locker room. If you're Jamar Chase, you don't even know losing to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm interested in seeing can they exercise some of those demons to the Kansas City Chiefs the way that Brooks said. You know, it would be interesting. I love this. Basically, everybody's got the Chiefs. Except for RC. I mean, it, history says the Always last been year of history says Bengals. <laughs> that's, the last, that's the last few years. It's just been okay. But the Chiefs are playing so much better this year than they have in the past. Year I'm picking the Chiefs. Uh, I love I'm picking RC, I think I'm rolling with you. RC, I think the Bengals get it. The Bengals. Uh, by the way, Allen Bills. Boy, they made some easy work of the Patriots last night. Did they prove that they are the best team right now in the AFC along the way? We're going to tell you next. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Get Up Thursday Night Football. Bills, Pats, Josh Allen. And we picked this up in the first quarter. Mac Jones quickly, Marcus Jones, turns that thing upfield. Look, that was Jones' first offensive snap of the season. And just like that, Pats are up 7-3. They're rolling, you're thinking, right? Get to the second, though. Josh Allen goes to work. Hooks up with Stephon Diggs. That's Diggs, 10 Receiving touchdown of the season. Eagles are up 10-7 at this point. Later in the quarter, Allen rolling. Forced out of the pocket. Looks like he's got a sack. Stays inbound and the dart that gave Dave 
Davis. Davis. To the fourth quarter. Bills put, the, put together a team play. Team play. 94. 94. Drive that went nine minutes. Nine. Devin Singletary caps it off. Bills move to nine. And they win this with 24 to 10. Uh, my frat brother, RC, he loves the tweet. Uh, take a look at what he had to say after the game. <laughs> That's actually funny. Watching Johnny Allen on that play. Allen made me laugh. Legit out loud chuckle. Loud hearty one. Throw F's. Throw it. We know what he did by that. Uh, play by the fact he would play back the Bills and win the number 17. Okay, RC. Hey, let's explain yourself. Uh, by the way. Did the Bills prove last night they have returned as the beast to beat in the AFC? You know, what's great about these shows is when you get to listen to other people that are really good at their job, like Sam Acho. They say some things, and it makes you think differently. Here's what I will say, especially after hearing that tweet. He was right about one thing. Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen. Now, like that, the, the, the throw where he shakes off, Mac Wilson, and he goes to the sideline, jumps off of the one foot, foot, throws it across his body, gets the touchdown. That was a great throw, but there was a throw later in the game that was called back because of holding by the tight end that was even better. On the run, 60 yards down the field, hits Stephon Diggs in the four. That excites me right? because that says Josh Allen is back to being in the same Josh Allen that has the most arrogance in the entire NFL. But as far as just beating the New England Patriots, I'm not impressed. The New England Patriots have a quarterback who, who, who my colleague Ryan Ryan says has a an arm and arm every single who who's screaming run run game suck. Well, well, Mac, the game has carried you for the entirety of your little short career. So I think you should probably hope that the rest of the team doesn't scream that the pass game sucks every time that the pass game sucks because they basically be screaming in 80% of the time. That's the type of team you beat. And so when you think of the Buffalo Bills beating the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions in five days and then now beating the New England Patriots, they are holding, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. I did a run, run game last night if it's, if it's keeping the football in them them playing physical to run to run game and finding that rush, rush outside Miller, Miller. but have to have, have to watch this team when they start when they start to play eight of the eight of the AFC because like because last night didn't tell us didn't tell us much about bills bills that we already know already know what do you think what do you think Sam I agree with I agree with RC on that. I agree with the I agree with the fact that we didn't we didn't find it new from buff new from buff but I but I I I disagree on that. Mm. I disagree on that. Mm. They had thirty. They had thirty attempts and thirty attempts and thirty attempts. Attempts. Actually yes. ran the. Actually yes. ran the. They threw the ball. They threw the ball at. That's a, that, that's, that's a. That's They were number one. They were out control of the football. They're able to run at will. And they also had 132 yards rushing. So you look at the Bills. You don't think that they're a rushing football team. Well, last night they were out physicaling the Patriots. They were running the football when they wanted to run the football. And you, you do that. That helps your quarterback. So that helps passing game and it helps save quarter quarterback. So he didn't take his job. But he also show that you close those out of football games. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And you could possess possession and then many many plays that they're able to run, they controlled that start to start, start to finish. I think so the same the same thing and I think it was a little was a little bit different. The reason say the say the Buffalo ran the ball, I believe I believe they wanted to not necessarily not necessarily save John's arm, John's arm but think about the last the last game they Thanksgiving Thanksgiving so that a whole recover recover that a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving recover playing on another playing on another Thursday game. Now you have a little time a time to re for for this last December, December, January, February push. I believe I believe the Buffalo's out close out games they've been in a lot of the, obviously the obviously the you talk about Shazetti threw earlier in the season. Doesn't look good, but but 
it's time, it's time that Dylan had Dylan had to re get better, get better, confident, confidence for their. I don't think they don't think that they're going to be a first team down the line. But I think for now, if you can win the win the games running the ball, then sure, it's going to look boring and not fun and exciting. But you're going to win. Right. Well, does fun win Super Bowls? I mean, I, I don't think so. I think having a team that is deep and that is. I mean, multifaceted, like the Bills have shown. I mean, this is like looking at a guy and being like, oh, he's smart, funny, and he looks good. Like, the defense looked good without Von Miller. They can run the ball. Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen. He also looked like Josh Allen in the not great way. When you see him, he, he did have some questionable decisions in the second quarter. Had a couple near picks. But to me, the depth that they've shown being able to run and throw the ball. No, they don't have to be a, a run first team. I don't want to see that. I want to see Josh Allen throwing the ball. But I also want to see them run the ball and hold the ball and have that time of possession to win big games. That's a great question. Real quick, said, does fun win Super Bowls? I haven't won any. You have, Nico, and our staff, you've won Did Super you Bowls. Did you have fun? What, what wins? No, sometimes it wasn't fun, but time. <laughs> <laughs> no, when the confetti's, when yeah. the confetti's falling down, it doesn't matter what you went through. It wasn't there. It yeah. was fun. It, it was their first division win. Do first need to win the con their, their division if they're going to win the Super Bowl. Because you talked about the Chiefs. I think, and I think, home, field it, I think home field helps. It definitely yeah. helps them. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk more about this uh, in the next hour. Uh, a day after LeBron James expressed some disappointment that the reporters hadn't asked him about the Jerry Jones segregation area photo that has emerged last week, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott was asked about his reaction to the photo yesterday. Let's take a listen. I mean, I think that's... That's on Jerry to, to address, right? I mean, in the same sense, it's 65 years ago. Um, and how times have changed. I mean, look the man's resume since then, right? And as I said, I give grace. And um, I think that conversation and question, not only for him, but uh, for you guys and, and how y'all feel, how accountable y'all have been and um, covering and discussing the, uh, the disparities and differences of race. So you see that kind of flipped back on the media. See, I know you guys had a really lively discussion about this on the about it. What do you think you need to hear from Jerry Jones out of this going forward? I don't really need to hear anything from Jerry Jones. Everything I've ever needed to hear from Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones has given me. I think the, the picture is not necessarily what people should be focused on. Think about some pictures or some things that you did at the age of 14. Jerry Jones was growing up in the 50s in Arkansas where segregation wasn't the anomaly. Segregation was the norm. Prejudice was the norm. Racism was the norm. So then you have to say to yourself, but is this Jerry Jones' foundation? Has Jerry Jones grown? from this foundation and I agree with Dak who was in and in uh, uh, envy uh, I didn't envy his position in the sense that he has to talk about his owner. He has to stay on the right side of that. This is an owner who's only had two black defensive coordinators throughout his tenure on the team. I think that lasted three or four years. He's never had a black offensive coordinator. He's never had a black head coach. We've never been in a conversation that a black head coach was close to getting a job in Dallas. When they were interviewing for Mike McCarthy's hire, Mike McCarthy stayed at his house when he was on his interview and I think uh, also um, the, the the black candidate, who I believe was uh, Marvin Lewis, did not stay at his house, right? There's a difference there. Also, think about 2016, 2017, 2018. Jerry Jones said that any protest throughout the game is a disrespect of the American flag. It's a disrespect of the country. He will not have a player be a part of those protests. And when he was finally forced to allow his team to protest, he hijacked it, right? He made it something that was about Jerry Jones. He made it something that was about America. But that's what 
that wasn't what was being talked about. It was about police brutality. Police brutality. It was the way that Black Americans were being treated differently from White Americans, and differently as, as far as the way that they're that they're the way they're talked to, and the way that they're policed, and the way that they're legislated, and the way that they're treated in the courts. All those things were different. But Jerry Jones wouldn't allow his players to talk about that. There were people who had issues with Dak Prescott because Jerry Jones said, "No, not on my team." Now, I see that's where it comes into play. That's where the picture matter because you can grow from your foundation. You can learn new things. And playing players that make you rich doesn't make you not racist. Playing players that make you rich doesn't mean that you don't have prejudice toward them. And all Jerry Jones has shown throughout his career is that a black man will not elevate past team scout or past player scout in the executive office because then you have too much authority. Then you have too big of a voice. I don't know that that picture says Jerry Jones is a racist. That picture does say that racism is a foundation of who Jerry Jones is. And that should make you look at his track record as an owner. And his track record as an owner definitely says he is pushing for diversity. And diversity certainly isn't something that matters to Jerry Jones. It so could be that the only color that matters to him is green. But he ain't not drinking black over green. No way. Well, you know, after I think it was the last game, he was asked about that, Sam, and he said, I was a 14-year-old. I was just curious. That's it. I, I was there at that step. I just wanted to see what was going on. I got in trouble from my high school coach for being there. But I know a number of people will say, and I'll play devil's advocate. Can't you evolve? That was 60-something years ago. Can't you evolve as a person? Well, the two things I would say are, are these. Number one, I found it, find it interesting how in 2017 or 18, Jerry Jones is saying, well, in protest, we're not going to stand for it yet. When he was protesting, quote unquote, 14 years old, protesting schools, integrating, it was totally okay in his eyes. And so I find that very telling and very interesting, number one, because it's almost like, well, it depends what you're protesting, right? If I'm going to protest what, going for what I think back when I'm 14 and 15, what were a lot, it wasn't just him in that picture. Mind you, it was a lot of people in that picture, a lot of people that, were, that didn't believe that school should be integrated, should, right? A lot of people that are now leading our companies, leading organizations. Maybe some of them are running teams. This is and was the norm. And granted, things have changed. But a, lot of, a lot of this hatred and, and, and the racism and bigotry and the bias now has gone below and beneath the surface. It's not as obvious as it was back then. And so that's, that's part one on that piece. And then secondly, Yes, people can grow and change and evolve, right? Like that's a real actual thing. But the fact of the matter is when you're young, 14, 12, 15, 18, these are our foundational years. These are the years where we're really formed and our mind is growing. And so think about it, whether it was his parents, him, those around him. Now as he grows, maybe his kids, this is what you were around. This is what you believe and what you see. And so yes, change is possible. Growth is possible. We would hope for that. And, 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 and aim for that. But number one, you have to acknowledge that this is who I was. They can't say, well, this is what it was. Yeah. This is 65 years ago. This is what America was. And it's, it wasn't that long ago, right? Jerry Jones was still alive and well. He was a 15-year-old, 14-year-old kid. But it was still a real thing. So we all need to acknowledge not only him, but everyone else in that picture and what America was and is and how it can change once we address the issues that are in front of us, even if they are beneath the surface. It's a much needed conversation. Unfortunately, we only have a few minutes. We can go on for hours 
uh, about this. Hey, coming up, you know, Russell Wilson, the big contract with the Broncos. Well, looks pretty bad these days. Will that have any impact on future deals for Chabies like Lamar Jackson? I need answers. We got them next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, Russell Wilson signed that new bag this offseason, but the results haven't been positive for Denver thus far. You know, Russ is the only QB, though, that got paid and on a struggling team. Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, those guys got paid, both of their teams, under 500. All right, so back here with the guys here on Get Up. Uh, RC, considering Lamar Jackson is one of those guys looking for that big deal, do you think the recent struggles – uh, not only Aaron Rodgers, but Russ is going to have these teams thinking differently now when it comes to paying quarterbacks in the future. No, absolutely not. I, I, know, I don't believe that, that, that our agents will allow it to work. I don't believe that the league's best quarterbacks will allow quarter work like that. I mean, Kirby Wilson has been paid a ton of money and continue to be paid so, and we've never considered him an considered quarterback in the end quarter. But his team, oh, but his nine and two, Jalen nine is also going also that money. We watched Josh that money when a few years ago, and a few team is sitting in. I believe they're nine. And, I believe they're. Nine. We also see. We also owns his phones. Team is nine and two. Team is nine. And you can't. And you can't no cherry pick. No cherry season. Say that season. Say hasn't played. Hasn't played. And Aaron. Aaron getting money and getting money and has made sure that made sure that have have been for the type of for the type of company he has gotten he has gotten quarterbacks quarterbacks will get money because money because quarterback that quarterback that you believe franchise franchise guys extremely extremely different you do not you do not want to way way and I don't believe uh, the fears of years of this year money money X X will make anything change and that's and that. what do you think Sam yeah I agree with that I was that that. Justin Herbert's going to get paid when it's time for him to get paid. Burrow's going to get paid. And, and, and Lamar Jackson should get paid when it's time for him to get paid. You can't need quarterbacks to need in, period. You can have an okay defense, an okay wide receivers, wide receivers, top-tier quarterbacks, top-tier chance. A chance. Just because there, there are some some bad play, playbacks, even though, even though they've been it's, – it's not going to – he made the best points. Agents won't allow it, number one. Number two, even before the new collective bargaining agreement, collecting to start playing, paying veterans, paying veterans, rookies, backs were getting paid. Max were getting paid. Bradford right was – Bradford right was yeah, – like, that, yeah. that, that team – Teams were drafted in, in order to build team teams around it. So whether it's draft or or it's now it's through free agency or signing guys who are consistent winners. 
Superbacks will continue to get paid because you need them paid because Super Bowls point Super Bowl. I know I want it. I know I mean running back ain't running backs. We don't. We don't. What's happening with happening with QBs though? No, be, no, because QBs to to me running back more, more interchangeable. Occasionally there's some that are really really special, but that's by and large not that situation. The way situation get quarterbacks though is get quarterbacks to to and how you and how you evaluate me the me the younger guns that ones that that you want more more because when I look at that list the anomaly on there is Kyler Murray. All those other guys are vets. They've been playing a while, playing a while, the way that I buy it, the way that um, I just um, I get a lemon, get a lemon. Don't no, no listen, no, no listen. Here's the, I I would pay a lot of for, for a newer car that that is like new. It's gonna last me a long it's gonna, time. I don't want I'm out of money for a vintage car. I don't care how good it looks. Uh, I listen, car, I don't want yeah, it. Listen, right, Aaron Rodgers. Right, like, Aaron Rodgers. Why would you money for it to sit? It's not, it's not going to take you on a country road trip. Oh, yeah, it can. It's not going to win you yes, a Grand Prix. It's not it. Yeah. But you have to it. You have to map out. And look. You have to map stations. No. The gas stations. Bad, bad. The love things, love things like that. I, I'm going to pay money. New new car that's going to take farther than a vintage car that's going to look better on a shelf that's on the road. Ask Tam. On the road. That. I think they want that. I think they vintage quarter, vintage quarterback. Good with that. Good with that. Got Quarter, quarter, so it don't matter. They Super Bowl. All they wanted to do was go and get do was Brady to win a Super Bowl. Brady to win that. They did that. They did sure's But but at the end of the they people are made off of potential. Doesn't matter about your production. About your production. It's potential. We potentially think we think you to where we to where we need to go. Never thought that we would pay Russell Wilson. He has also potential yes. to be potential yep. to cur, yep. to catalyst, catalyst to help go, go to where we expect this team to be. Like they did with Peyton, Peyton. Man. Like yep. so Peyton Man. Yep. So Peyton, they bring him in. They bring him in. They thought they thought it could didn't happen. There's bad deals all over them. Deal. Mm. Not just Quell. Mm. Not all over. All over. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the ball. Ball. Soccer. We call it here in the states. We, uh, next up, uh, USA, U.S. National National t- takes on the Netherlands in a round of 16. The knockout teams at the World Cup, at the World Cup, advance, advance out of the group thanks to Christian Pulisic's goal. Now Pulisic heard on the Pulisic spoke with Ian, spoke with Ian Borden, I'm Borden this about how he feels. I think um, um, I'm gonna do every I'm gonna do every hour hour. Uh, with, with with this unbelievable medical team, and uh, and sure that sure that long I can be out, long I can be out on that I'll be I'll be out there give him 110 percent no matter what uh, because I owe it to this I owe it to this team I owe this team I owe it to Comb Comb and uh, I'm gonna do everything I can. All right, Wellman gets Wellman gets early early. All right, you heard. Um, he says he plans to be as he there. Hop there. Does does team no, say need Lissick on the pitch? The pitch. I know he'll be fine. I know he'll be by the smirk by the smirk, and he he he'll be compliant. And I appreciate you uh, announcing uh, a contusion contusion, and then he coming to me. But in all seriousness, Brian, <laughs> Brian, you look at what you look at what critic t- t- tangibly does. It's his pace off the ball. It's it's the ball. He to he to find. Sp- Without the ball to get on things, they're, fan- they're fantastic against Iran. Exactly the exactly the you're, you're gonna have against such, but it's such intangible, tangible. There's a few players in U.S. history that have played in your games, your games. He's been at the highest of level since he was seven years old. Years old. The kind of moment, the kind of moment be too big for Pulisic. He's gonna sick and he's mad and he's massive. I think intangibly more than what he played more the field. Field. Scored a goal. He's assisted on a goal. Assisted on a Tim Tim Weah. So given that, give, given that, another keeper. You look. You look. He needs to step up alongside alongside Pulisic. 
I'm gonna storyline, Brian. Storyline, Brian. Obviously, obviously, everyone's talking Christian Pulis Christian Pulis injury. Injury. I think it's the injury to Josh Sargent that is Josh Sargent's ex is ex for this game Saturday morning. And here's the reason morning. why. Yes, why? Yes, John not have a goal. Not have it's all it's all the little things done off is done off hold up plays, linked hold up play. And now he's like high ankle sprain. And all of us that have been all of us and played any sport high high ankles no joke and no joke and only really difficult to recover. In lesser days, and so who are days? Plays, plays, sergeants, roll, sergeants, we the X Factor, we the X, because all of those, because he, he did against, he, they're gonna even, even more, it's the, it's the Netherlands, I'm not so sure, I'm not so, that coming off the bat, that coming off, oh, 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 USA, USA, right now to the, right, what do you think, the game plan then, game, Dutch, Dutch. Embrace being the embrace underdog. Listen, underdog. Listen. Op opposite of what opposite are, and the women are fine. And the women in every in every single game. Hey, hey, hey. Right now, right now, Ivan being the Ivan being so his and so his story. Legacy one, legacy one. Look, look at it and say, look at it. And this is the this is the United. This is this is it. This this is it for the Dutch. For the Dutch, and I is as much is as the numbers. The numbers. Tell you what the want. Tell you what, world ranking. World Netherlands have done Netherlands tournament tournament. Dutch ha Dutch haven't been Dutch in this Dutch in this turn. Their their group was their group easy easy easy. They play they they play. Whelm me, me and possess me and whelm me whelm you tap whelm. Brian those plays those plays in the United States the United States underdog underdog off the ball and off the ball and them and them and them on the on the. I think I think if you I think if that roll that roll impact impact. I think it's could could surprise could surprise. Get 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 quick 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 given 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 against the, against the against. Goes goes the extra goes the extra goes as one one as one one as one and then and then you and then you in the air and in the air and in the air. All right all right. Uh uh. Only 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 only. He was gun. He was gun. He was fussing fussing. Bills 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 themselves themselves themselves. These 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 do the pay do the pay do the pay do the F's the F's the F's the F's to make to make to make to make.